Shalom. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Now, as I have returned um, to continue the series of uh, my testimony <clears throat> um, of what happened in my life, of what took place in my life during uh, the 40 days of fasting from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I've come back to share more of this testimony. And I just want to, before we begin and before I get in too deep, I just want to say a prayer. Father God, at the sound of my voice and with the power and authority rested in me by the Holy Spirit, Father God, I come before your mighty throne in a spirit of worship, in a spirit of gratitude. I come before your throne, Father God, asking for guidance. I come to your throne, Father God, asking for your wisdom. Not, and not my understanding, Father God. I come before your throne asking for your understanding, Lord God. And Father God, whomever is listening to this message, may this message enrich their lives. May this message serve as a testament to... <laughs> the vastness of your kingdom. May it serve as a, as a testament of who you are. To your, your beauty, your magnificence, your awesomeness. And I pray against and rebuke any monitoring spirits that may be listening to this message. I pray and rebuke and come against any monitoring spirits that would try to negatively impact this message upon the listeners, Father God. Father God, right now I send out an army of angels. To provide divine protection for the listeners, Father God, to provide divine protection over this message, Lord God. And I ask that you fill me up, Lord God, with your understanding, not with my own, but with your understanding. And pray for the peace that only you can give to rain down on us, Father God, as we listen to this message. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So, as I begin this message, and for those of you who may be listening for the first time, uh, briefly, I 
did a fast, fast and prayer of about 40 days. And I started out from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. And um, my fasting and praying intensified from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And during that period of time, God had revealed to me mysteries upon mysteries upon mysteries. Things that we may have seen in sci-fi movies that we're not sure is real because the tool of the enemy is to make you think that he only exists in a movie, that he's not real. But the reality is the enemy is very real. The same way that God is real, the enemy is also real. But we thank God that because of Jesus shedding his blood on that cross and sending the counselor that we call the Holy Spirit, we are victorious. And as a result, we're able to live with Christ in all of eternity and to be more abundant. So I thank Jesus for that. And you might be might be wondering, you know, if this happened to you earlier this year, of January 2021, and it's now December 15th, 2021, <laughs> why would you take so long to start sharing your testimony? Well, that's a great question. God was doing a work in me. And it's a it's a work that took days, months, and to be quite honest, years. There are a lot of things, you know, obviously about my personal life that I won't get into that are also a part of my testimony. But my focus here is to share more about what took place during my encounter with Christ. So, let's start here. After I was released from the hospital, because the whole point of being admitted to the hospital um, was because my body had shut down and I no longer wanted to eat food. I no longer had the taste of food in my mouth. I no longer enjoyed it. And the Holy Spirit's anointing upon my body had intensified to such a level that my body could no longer handle it. My husband God bless him. He did everything that he could to feed me, but every time he did, I'd spit out the food. And um, during my time in the hospital, that was a, another experience within itself. Because everyone thought that I had for sure lost my mind. Everyone thought that I was crazy. Continuing to repeat, died with Christ rose with Christ 
died with Christ, rose with Christ. No one understood why I kept repeating this. But one of the experiences that I distinct, distinctly remember during uh, fasting and praying, I remember being buried in the middle of the street in front of where I currently live being buried underneath the cul-de-sac because that's pretty much where I live it's a dead end cul-de-sac and I remember feeling so terrified feeling so fearful And just to provide context, this was before I was admitted to the hospital. And um, this was after I had just gotten laid off from my job. Can you imagine going to work, you know, five days a week and you're fasting at the same time. And you're being spiritually attacked by co-workers who <clears throat> at the time were practicing Santeria. And I knew this because the Lord had revealed it to me. And this is one of the reasons why it is so important to cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. Day in and day out. In your comings in and your goings out. It is so important. It is imperative. Every morning before I went into work, I would take the blood of Jesus. More specifically, olive oil. And I would anoint my head with that oil. And I thank the God of Apostle Abba for being with me in prayer, for being with my husband in prayer, for being with us in prayer, everyone in that ministry, International Christ Ministries. Um, look them up. They're on Facebook. But I, I thank the God of Apostle Abba for being in prayer with us during that time. So I would anoint my head before going into work. And the moment I started to anoint my head on a daily basis, I can tell you that things started to change in the spirit realm. Things started to turn around. I didn't see people as they were. It's almost as if I started to see the spirit that was behind them. And I can honestly say. <laughs> this was part of my experience. Of fasting and praying. Was being. Opened. My eyes were opened. My ears were opened. Into the spirit realm. And every single day. I would open up my Bible, Psalm 23, 5. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And I'll turn to Psalm 23, 5 in my physical Bible. Because I want to read this verse. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. 
He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointed thou anointest my head with oil, my cup, hallelujah, my cup runneth over, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. There's something that you have to understand about Psalm 23. Psalm 23, 5. Thou preparest, when God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies, you must, you must anoint. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, spiritually, he anoints your head with oil. He does that for you already. But you have to go in with enough faith to be able to anoint your head with oil before going into battle. Now, so as I consistently anointed my head with oil before going into the job, I would open Psalm 23.5 on my computer and I would keep it there. And I didn't care who in the, in the job place had any issues with it, who took problems with it. I could care less because I know the God that I serve and I know his power. And at the same time, imagine that your coworkers right next to you. I love my my brothers and sisters in Latin America, those of you who speak Spanish, but they would speak Spanish and they would, and I understood a little bit being that uh, my other language is Haitian Creole as well. And they would ask themselves questions like, what is she doing? How come we're not able to, you know, accomplish our miss our mission? How come we're not succeeding? But what they didn't know is that the God that I serve has made me victorious, even in the middle of the persecution. Things would go missing at my desk. Things would go missing from my office, and I knew exactly who was doing it. But you know what? I said, praise God. Those of you who are persecuting me are not only persecuting me, but you're persecuting my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because he was persecuted first. So, long story short, um, you know, I followed the proper protocols, went through the proper channels, explained what happened, you know, at the job site. A lot of people didn't believe me, but no matter. 
so these were some of the things that I was going through at my job. And I was put in a position to lay off more than 30 people at my job site. I had to come in at 9 p.m. from about 9 p.m. to about 3 a.m. in the morning to lay off more than 30 people. And as a believer, this pained me to my heart. But I had no choice. I had no choice. And during that experience, remember, I'm still fasting and praying. (laughs) There was one particular employee who shared with me. And she said, for some reason, I'm not sure why. But I feel like I can trust you. And I feel like if I tell you what the problem is, you'll do something about it. This is what the employee that I was about to lay off had told me. And without getting into too many details, there were some illegal things that were happening at the job site that she had shared with me. And because she confided in me, she didn't want me to share her name and I didn't. I kept her I kept my word. She confided in me and trusted that I would do something about it. And I had to understand that even risking my job to tell the truth was worth it at that moment. I risked (laughs) a salary. I risked being able to pay bills. I risked a lot of things because I had made a promise to this woman. That I would do something about the situation that was taking place at the job site. And so I did. And lo and behold, of course, um, I spoke up, brought it to the proper channels. And of course, I was laid off several uh, days later. But even despite all of these things happening, I wasn't worried about it. Because the only thing that I was focused on was Christ. Being in His presence. 24-7. So being laid off wasn't the worst thing. Hallelujah. It was just the beginning of the intensification of my encounter with Jesus Christ. And in the middle of my experience with Jesus Christ, my encounter with him intensifying, I knew that I was still being attacked by those same co-workers. I knew that God had revealed to me that these, the co-workers that were practicing santeria, santeria, had sent a spirit of death to my home to follow me. Wherever I went. So my life was in danger. Folks. In in the physical realm. My life was in danger. But in the spirit realm. I saw. Angels. That were dispatched. In every direction. And. When I would drive 
my vehicle, I don't ever remember pressing my foot on the gas. I don't even remember being able to hold the steering wheel. But I knew. I knew that God had sent his angels of divine protection to protect me, to drive the vehicle for me, hallelujah, to get me from point A to point B safely. Not one hair on my head was harmed during this process of fasting and praying. I didn't even know my left to my right. I would, you know, come home. I remember the the last day of my employment with that particular company. I remember opening the window, um, you know, just opening the window and seeing what appeared to be cars flashing their lights at me, telling me, signaling to me that everything is okay. We've got it. And you know who they were, folks? Those were the angels that God had dispatched, that God had positioned all around me. Because I could see, spiritually, the spirit of death circling around my home. I sensed the spirit of death circling around my home. But even more important, and this is what you have to get, ladies and gentlemen, Every single time I open my window, hallelujah, the angels that God had dispatched, had set, had positioned around my neighborhood, physically, physically appeared that I can see with my eyes, my spiritual eyes. They physically appeared and they gave me a thumbs up. They gave me a thumbs up. They were checking the entire neighborhood. Ensuring that that spirit of death that those co-workers had sent into my direction would not touch a hair on my head, would not harm my family, and would not enter into my home. Hallelujah. This is the power of God. Now, you're not in my shoes. And if you haven't experienced an encounter with Jesus Christ, this may be a hard pill for you to swallow. And I hope that everything that I'm saying is making sense, <laughs> at least spiritually. God sent angels, and He allowed me to see them. They appeared as if they were FBI agents. I kid you not. FBI agents. This is why when John Ramirez talks about snipers for Christ, he's not joking. Every single time that you pray, you're sending out missile fire. You are targeting every curse. Every spirit of death that would be sent into your direction. And you're destroying it with Holy Ghost fire. 
and root so it won't even reach you. This is the importance of constant prayer. Prayer without ceasing, my brothers and sisters. I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but I'm going to go back. So, now fast forward a little bit, and you'll find that I'll do this. I'll jump back and forth because as I'm speaking, I have to shut my eyes to remember all of these experiences, all of these revelations, these mysteries that God had revealed to me during this time. (sighs) It's amazing how, how Jesus works. It's amazing the power of God in one's life and how much it can impact you if you're willing, if you're open to receiving everything that he has in store for you. So now... Back to the story of being buried spiritually. I saw myself being buried in the middle of the street. It was so terrifying. And I asked myself, is this what hell is like? And if so, I don't want any parts of it. So now I see myself in a coffin under the street, buried, no way out. And I'm asking myself... Does my family know that I'm here? Can they hear my screams? That same spirit of death. Now I'm connecting the story. Because that's how the Holy Spirit works. And I have to trust him. That same spirit of death that these co-workers had sent to my home. Had tried to kill me. I was in a battle. (laughs) I was in a battle for my life. I remember... Before being buried under the street, I remember constantly watching and praying because I knew that that spirit of death was sent to my home. I knew what the plans of the enemy was and I was waiting. I was watching and praying and I was prepared. And I remember, and my husband will confirm this I remember being on the bed with everyone my children my husband and I remember just fighting off those spirits can you imagine I'm I'm throwing punches I'm throwing kicks and my kids are on the bed my husband's on the bed and he probably thought that she really lost it now she's gone mad she lost her marbles come on y'all I'm fighting Physically now, but in the spirit, I'm fighting with those spirits. I'm fighting with those spirits. And I said, no, you're not, you're not going to touch my family. You're, you're not, go- you're not going to touch these children. You're not going to touch my husband. I'm, I'm ready for you. And I remember just fighting. So now I'm in the ground. And... <laughs> It could have seemed that all hope was lost. It could have seemed that I was finished. And then, hallelujah, I remember, I remember, Jesus, I remember Jesus Christ extending his hand. I remember. Jesus Christ extending his hand 
and grabbing my hand and asking me, me of all people, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? And as I was inside of that coffin, and I could see, oh, Father God, Jesus, you're mighty. You are mighty. You are mighty. Jesus, you are mighty. You are worthy to be praised. I remember seeing, hallelujah, other ah, dead bodies around me in the ground. And I remember ah, people searching. <clears throat> They're wondering where I had went. They couldn't see me because I was underground. And when Jesus had asked me if I trusted him, my response was, yes, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you with everything that I am. <sighs> I trust you with my family. That whatever should happen to me, Lord God, my children, my husband are in your hands. And so whatever you decide to do with me is fine. By me, it is okay. Because I trust you. And I remember Jesus grabbing hold of my hand <laughs> and pulling me out. Pulling me out of the coffin. Hallelujah. Now I can open my eyes a little bit. Pulling me out of the coffin. And saving me. He delivered me. From. And protected me from that spirit of death. That monitoring spirit. That was sent into my direction. Because I ruffled feathers at work. By fasting and praying. Hallelujah. So. <clears throat> you have to understand. This is no this is no joke. This is not a game. This is not a game. Jesus is not here to play with you. He's not here to mess around with you. And you shouldn't be here to mess around with him. If. God can take care of the birds, of the animals in nature. How much more? How much more will he clothe us? How much more will he care for us and protect us? How much more? Where does your faith lie? Where does it, where is your faith in the one true God of the Holy Bible, in Yeshua HaMashiach. Where is your faith, brothers and sisters? This is just one of the many experiences that God had revealed to me. And my goal is that each day, <clears throat> I'll be able to come and share more. And if I am able to connect it back now <clears throat> to... When I was admitted to the hospital, this is one of the reasons why I kept repeating, 
I died with Christ, I rose with Christ. I died with Christ, I rose with Christ. When you decide to pick up the cross and to follow Jesus, my God, <laughs> my God, you have to also make the decision to die with Christ and to rise with Christ. What are you willing to do for the Son of God? What are you willing to do for He that is great and mighty and worthy to be praised? What are you willing to do, brothers and sisters? What are you willing to give up in your pursuit of Christ? Are you willing to give up your career? Are you willing to give up your family? Your life, your very life even. (sighs) So, I don't want to take too long, but this is just a part of a series of more to come. Some more testimony. There's more experiences. There's more to come. Excuse me, I had to blow my nose. Um, how can you not become emotional? How can you not get up out of your seat when talking about the goodness of the Lord? My God, isn't he wonderful? Isn't he amazing? Isn't he wonderful? Now, (coughs) I don't know where the Holy Spirit wants to take me next, but every day is an experience, every day is a journey with the Holy Spirit. Just just be open. Be open for the Holy Spirit to be able to use you in whichever way He sees fit. That is up to the Holy Spirit, not to you. If you've ever looked at other people and wondered, well, how is God using that person and not me? That means you're focused on the wrong thing. Your focus should be on praying to God that God can use you in any way that he sees fit. He's he's the one who created this whole thing, this universe. The voice that you use to speak, the ears that you use to hear, the eyes that you use to see, he created it all. Ask him, Lord, and say, Lord, here am I. Use me for your will. Let thy will be done. Decrease me so that you can increase. My God. My God. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. So, I'll just leave you with a song. Many of you probably already know this song before, but I'll leave you with this. This song is not my own. 
Thank you, Jesus. Excuse me. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised. <clears throat> Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. I enter to worship you only. I enter through the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. I enter through the blood of the Lamb. I enter to worship. Hallelujah. Ah, Father God, you're merciful. You're merciful. And this is what the Holy Spirit does. You may have a plan in place and he'll just completely come and say, nope, that's not, that's not what I want to do. This is what, this is what's going to happen. I'll start singing and then the Holy Spirit takes over and then no more music, no more song, nothing. He will take over. Are you willing to be used by the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can do whatever needs to be done in order to further the kingdom of God? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I worship you. I worship you. Lord, I worship you. I worship you, for your name is holy, holy, Lord. Thank you, Father. For your name is holy. Holy Lord, thank you, Jesus. I enter the holy of holies. I enter through the blood of the Lamb. I enter to worship you only. I enter to honor I am. Hallelujah. Lord, I worship you. 
to be praised. I honor you. I adore you. I worship you. As I bow before your throne, I worship you. 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 you. Begin to worship wherever you are. Bow your head in honor and worship. Worship him. He is a God of love. He is a God who he is a God who is just. He is also a God of wrath. He is all of these things. He is all of these things he is just he is loving and he is also a God of wrath but he is God Jehovah Jireh you are enough Jehovah Nisi Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just worship Him wherever you are. 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 Worship Him, worship Him, worship Him, worship Him. Thank God for where He pulled you out of whatever. It is that he pulled you out of. When he pulled you out of your mess. When he pulled you out of the muck. When he pulled you out of your sin. You ought to put both hands up in the air. And say thank you. Thank you Jesus for delivering me. 
Thank you for pulling me out of the muck. Thank you for pulling me out of my mess. Without him, we are nothing. But with God, we are somebody. Without him, we are nothing. But with him, we are somebody. What has he called you to do that you have been putting off? What has he called you to do that you keep saying to yourself, Oh, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this next month. I'll do this next year. God waits for no one. And if he can't use you, he'll just go on to the next. It's as simple as that. (laughs) If only you knew. With or without you, the kingdom of God will continue to advance. The kingdom of God will continue to save those who need to be saved, who want to be saved, who want and hallelujah and yearn for deliverance. The kingdom of God will continue to liberate those who seek freedom from the imprisonment that Satan has bound them by. Make a choice today. Will you be part of God's kingdom? Will you be part of his mission? Or will you keep making excuses? Choose this day whom you shall serve. Is it the God of the Holy Bible? Or is it the God of this world? Choose this day whom you shall serve. Thank you, Father God. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. Glory and honor. Glory and honor is all due to him that died on the cross, that shed his blood. (sighs) That shed his blood for you and I so that we could have our sins forgiven so that we could live more abundantly in eternity with him. God loves us so much that he allowed his son to be sacrificed on the cross. How many of you can say that with all of your heart you love your children? How many of you could say that you could sacrifice your own child? Could allow your child to be sacrificed for the sins of others? There's only one place. There's only one man. 
who did that for us. It wasn't Buddha, it wasn't Muhammad, it wasn't Krishna. It was Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. It was Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. The God that I serve is the original. He is not a carbon copy. He's not a man that he should lie. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May the peace of the Lord be with you. May the joy of the Lord follow you. May his face shine upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Until next time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. We worship you today. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you today. Hallelujah. Father God, we worship you. We adore you, we worship you, we worship you today. In that we worship you. We worship you today. 
We worship you every day. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach, we worship you. We praise your holy name. We praise your holy name. We praise your holy name. We bow before your throne. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. We adore you. Father, you're worthy to be praised. Use us, Father God. Use us. Use us. Use us for your, your kingdom. Use us for your glory. Use us, Father God. Use me to advance your kingdom. Use me. Use me, Father God. Hallelujah. We worship you today. We bow before your throne. We bow before your throne. We pick up our cross. And we choose this day to follow you. Father God, you are worthy to be praised. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. There is none like you. There is none like you. Ha! There is none like you. Hallelujah! There is none like you. There is none like you. Father God, there is none like you. There is none like you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I love you, brothers and sisters. I love you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.